The 2-2 pitch. Fly ball into center. Bader going back, 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 over his head. It's a clean hit. It's a ground rule double. And Cal Mitchell breaks up the no-hitter as the Pirates were down to their final strike. The one-two to Mike Trout. Goes to Kimo! He's two outs away! Tyler Anderson to Shohei Otani. That's a line drive to right. Bats won't get there. And Otani breaks up the no-hitter in the ninth inning. He does it with a triple. Eight and a third no-hit innings for Tyler Anderson. I mean, a no-hitter, like, nowadays, it sounds dumb, but, like, it's not that special anymore. I feel like we have five, six a year. I know. I think, what are we at, two this year? Yeah. All right, welcome to the 62nd episode of Clubhouse Convos. Your host, Colin Scully, as usual, joined today by my good friend, Connor Newman. It's just us today. Yeah, just the two of us. I mean, I, I'm liking the, the two-person format. I've been listening to the last couple of years I've done. It's been good, so I'm excited. I like the two-person as well. It, it seems to flow better. It's the first one we've done, just us. I know. Finally got to work early. I'm here early. It's great. Dan's at work. Evan, I don't know where Evan is today. Apparently, uh, not on the podcast. It seems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to jump into some MLB power rankings? We'll just Evan and I last week did a similar thing without Dan's graphic. We just went our first team shared and then second. Blah blah blah. blah. So, yeah. who's your number one? Uh, I the Yankees. The Yankees. Yeah, I think that's a clear number one. Yep, Yankees for me as well. Two. I have the Dodgers. I have Mets. Yeah, I'm looking at it, and I could easily be persuaded. Because I have Mets at three, and I feel like they're they're so good right now. But without Scherzer, without DeGrom, it's like, eh, tough. I saw that Scherzer is due back in more of the six-week timetable rather than the eight. He's already um, beginning to rehab, so that's a good sign for them. Yeah, Scherzer, Scherzer wouldn't sit out very long <laughs> if he has it is his way. Is DeGrom... Mid July is that the the target for him? I don't know because I keep it keeps seeming like it's getting pushed back. Like he start, I think he's going to start throwing in mid July, which means obviously he's not going to be pitching. That, so that, at that mid August. Yeah, it's going to be a couple of weeks. So I don't know with him. I'm at, like if they win that division without Jacob Degrom and like over a month worth of no Scherzer, like, whew, that's impressive. That's legit. Especially with the Braves now winning 12 straight. I mean, 13. 13? Jesus. Yep. Yeah, and the Phillies have been hot too. We talked about, Evan and I talked about them last week. Um, it's going to be interesting down the stretch for sure in the NL East. It's just, it's only fucking mid June and things are starting to heat up, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of boring as a Red Sox fan watching the Yankees just you know pull away. I don't feel like Bruce. they haven't lost. They haven't lost a game in like twenty games or something bullshit. So it's like okay, they also like really have not lost back to back. I don't think. 
Uh, I feel like they're winning every series. I mean, they are 45 and 16. That is yeah. uh, four more wins than the Mets, seven more than the Dodgers. It's crazy. Yeah, 16 I know. losses. I don't think. Yeah, there's no other team that has not eclipsed uh, 20 losses. The Mets are second with 22. So. Yankees have yeah. something special going on. I fucking hate the Yankees, man. I know, and we all thought they'd be, you know, bottom of the barrel this year. It's like, what the fuck? That pitching has been phenomenal. It's, it's been ridiculous. Insane. Well, it's like Italian last year sucked. Montgomery last year sucked. They're both having great years. Cole has obviously been Cole, and Cortez is the fucking ace of that staff. Who'd have thought? I know. It's nuts. Who do you have at three? Three, I have Mets. Yeah. I have Padres at three. Ooh, I like that. 39 wins, one more than the Dodgers. They're still not in first place. But with uh, Walker Buehler going down, I feel like the Dodgers might take a tiny step back, although they just have so much depth. Like, I, did, do you know Gosselin has, like, a sub-2 ERA? He's been gross. He went, like, seven last night, scoreless, I think. Um, he's been really good. You know, he's been out of the bullpen over the past couple of years, but now they I was, him. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I I feel like whenever he started, it was never more than five innings. He's got I – mean, he's 10th in fantasy, 63 innings, eight wins, 60 Ks, 1.42, and a .82 whip. It's phenomenal. Yeah, he's been really good, and they need it. Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, Dustin May coming back sometime soon, I believe, too. So, Yeah. Who do you have at four? Four, I have the Astros. Astros, I have Dodgers four. Okay. Five. Padres. Astros for me. Yeah, I think it's a clear top five, that group. Absolutely. I don't think you can make an argument for any other team to be in there. Yeah. Who do you have six? Six, I have Blue Jays. I have, I have Cardinals. Yeah. I like that. They're hot. They're kind of jumping onto that train with Evan. They've been yeah. Goldschmidt keeps getting better and better. Mikolas, dude, one strike away from the no-hitter last night. That sucked. Did you watch? I think Bader could have caught that if he took a better route. Yeah. It looked like he was just on the wrong side of the ball. Like, if he had turned the other way, I think he probably gets there. Yeah. He's probably killing himself. I'm like, ugh. I know. I mean, a no-hitter, like, nowadays, it sounds dumb, but, like, it's not that special anymore. I feel like we have five, six a year. I know. I think, what are we at, two this year? Yeah. Yeah. Who do you have, seven? Seven, I have the Braves. I have Braves as well. Yeah, they're hot. Eight? Eight, I have the Twins. Me as well. Nine? Nine, I have Cardinals. I have Brewers, nine. Okay. No Blue Jays yet for you. That's interesting. They're next for me. They're ten. Oh, all right. I have and I have the Brewers. I, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's definitely the top ten right now. The order, you know, you can decide personally, but I don't think there are any teams that deserve to be in the top ten besides those ten. No, I 100 percent agree. Anything after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Eleven. I, I have the Rays. Me too. And yeah. 12. I have Giants 12. Me as well. Yeah, pretty similar. It's a, it's a, I think that top 12 is pretty consensus. I mean, outside of that, I mean, like, the White Sox are struggling. The Sox are slowly getting there. But I don't know if anyone other team would have a case. I can't remember 
I think Ev had White so- Red Sox nine last week. I mean, listen, they're hot, so they're getting there. They're eight and two in their last ten. Yeah, so like I, I could see it for sure. I was surprised to see Rangers are only three games under five hundred. They the hitting has come around for them. The the two guys they paid for have been phenomenal, and Nate Lowe is on a crazy hot streak. Um, Seager hit another homer today. Yeah, I saw. I mean, they're, they're getting killed. Seven, two, <laughs> they're they're getting killed right now, but like they've been phenomenal. Yeah, Semyon is finally starting to turn around. He's got uh, he's hitting three hundred four in his last month, six homers. He's got nine stolen bases too. Yeah, they needed that. Garcia, Calhoun, they're all heating up at the right time. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they can keep it going. Whether or not they could maybe sneak in, like because there's no one else in that division that I really see. I thought the Mariners were going to be better. They haven't done much. I know, uh, obviously, yeah. your beloved team. But what's been their issue? The bullpen? Uh, the bullpen's been shaky. The bats, I think most of the players are hitting under, like, 220. So they can't score. I mean, the pitching, Robbie Ray, obviously, as we all know, has not been very good this year. It's yeah. like, over five. So the pitching is an issue. But, I mean, I look at the Rangers, they got – Four games with Detroit, two games set with Philly, and then three against the Nationals and three against the Royals. So, chance to make a move there for them. Maybe they leapfrog the Angels. Yeah, the Angels have been struggling badly. I saw a report today about Otani maybe um, being less and less interested in returning. I don't blame him, man. Like, they're wasting Trout's career at this point. Otani as well. Like, come on. It's bad for baseball. I mean, I think, like, to me, sorry, Thirsty, uh, to me, like, why don't any free agents want to go there? It's L.A., you have Trout, you have Otani. I know. I mean, they got Syndergaard, they kept uh, Iglesias around, and they signed Rendon a couple years ago. They're trickling in, but, like, I mean, I feel like Rendon hasn't panned out into a star. I feel we don't hear his name enough, but... I don't know, man. I I think it's time for that, them to get out of there. Out of L.A.? Yeah, go somewhere else. That'd be interesting. I think they're close, think of... but I don't know. No, I, I think they're close. I I think they're a, lot, they're a lot more close to that team we saw in the first half of the year than that 14-game losing streak. So Yeah, I agree. What do you think of the Orioles to, to Nashville rumor? Is that, is that a real rumor? Holy shit. Yeah. Did you not hear about that? No. I like, I mean, Nashville already has two sports teams, so I, I fully condone that. I mean, Baltimore is, they get out of that shitty ballpark. Um, so I, I could totally get behind that. Fresh start. I don't know. I assume the divisions wouldn't change, right? I would. Um, I, mean, I don't know who you could put them in the West. I guess I don't know who I don't put know me. like who would move to the east. Right, Cleveland or the That's Twins, maybe Minnesota. Yeah, that'd be I don't a know. fucking tough AL East. Holy shit! Yeah, you get rid of those Memorials. Yeah, that'd be interesting. They haven't even been that bad, dude. Twenty-seven and thirty-six. But um, the rumor is like well, the rumor originated because. They're like two brothers that own the Orioles, and there's some sort of like trust fund lawsuit going on 
where oh, one I saw of them that, is yeah. like, fuck you, like, I'm going to move the team, and the other's not willing to do that. I don't know. Yeah, I see them fighting on Twitter. I just don't... There's so many, like, transcripts. I'm not reading any of that. Yeah. Um, you want to talk Celtics or talk hockey first? Uh, let's get Celtics. Through nice. This. Their time's coming to an end, I think. I know. I, I thought they were... You know, when Evan and I last talked, they were up 2-1, and it was like, I can't see them losing more than one game, and then they lose the next two. I haven't watched a single minute of any game because they're on so late. <laughs> I but, know. I mean, that, it's bad for basketball. They're putting it at 9 o'clock. It's ridiculous. Dude, even if you put it at 8, you're going to get way more viewers at least until, like, 10 o'clock halftime. Exactly. It's like, what? Hockey does it right, I think. I agree. Um but yeah, I mean, you gotta win Game Five when Steph doesn't make a three. Uh, it's it's tough. Yeah, and I was so I was reading an article this morning. And I was like, because I, I, Steph didn't make a three, and it's like that's weird. We've been focusing on the three ball series, but I, it's interesting. This article I read: whoever scores more points in the paint in this series has won every game. Really? It's just like yeah. So it's weird that the big man. Actually, it was Wiggins who has been scoring a ton in the paint. He's having a phenomenal series, grabbing yeah, a is. ridiculous amount of rebounds. So he's been the key for them with Steph down. Oh, that was pretty cool. I think it's interesting also. Like, I think I talked about this when we were previewing the series. Like, the rebounds, I thought were going to be way more in the Celtics' favor, but Looney stepped up. Like you said, Wiggins is grabbing a ton of boards. Like, I thought Horford and... Rob Will would run the table in the paint, and they just haven't really. It's been a pretty even match in terms of rebounds. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I feel like we lucked our way into that game one win. It probably should be over already, to be honest. Like, they're just such a better team. And the, the turnovers is what's killing us. Yeah. I mean, Tatum, Tatum and Brown Tatum, just haven't had it going. Tatum had historically bad playoffs in terms of turnovers. I think the Celtics yeah. I saw are like one in seven when they turn the ball over like more than 15 times in a game. They're like 13 and Oh, when they don't, it's like the fact that know. they've had eight games with 15 or more turnovers is awful. It's awful. It's awful. I mean, and Tate and Tatum in general, I just, were you, were you the one who was on the Brown train with me? Or was that Evan? Yes. It was you. Yeah. Like Tatum, the article I read this morning, Tatum in the last five minutes of all five games has scored a whopping five points. It's not what you want out of your star player. Oh my god, that's horrific. It's like, yeah, it's like I can't expect to Celtics to win a game when your star player is not scoring in the in the final frame, the most important quarter. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they can move them now after what they've done this year. But yeah. it's just like I don't know. But they had it. Everything was clicking, and now like Tatum and Brown are both like shooting what thirty percent from the field. Yeah, very hit or miss. Like they they had it in the last series against Miami. Like it, you're right, it was clicking. It's the first time we really saw it clicking on all cylinders. But I mean, they look broken right now. It's like I don't know if they steal it tonight. I still don't think they win in seven. Do you think or they not win tonight, tonight tomorrow. or tomorrow? Do you think tomorrow. they win tomorrow? No. I, I don't think so. I think I, I Steph think. is not going to shoot over nine again. Like, had to take advantage there. I think the only upside to tomorrow's game is it is in Boston. I think they definitely have an elevated chance of winning there, but I, I don't see it either. It's just like they had all the momentum. They were up two one. 
game four at home, you lose that. Then you go on the road and you lose a game that you really should have won. It's hard to come back from like that. No, I agree. It's tough for them because no one expected them to go on this run. And now you're here and it's like, well, finish the job. But the Warriors, man, are just, they're just too good. Different beast. Yeah. Resiliency has been the name of the Celtics this year, so we'll see. But it's yeah. Safe. It's not looking good. I, I agree. Yeah. Oh, well. How about your lightning? Whew. Game one tonight. I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. I think everyone at the beginning of the year probably would have wanted this matchup. Makes for good hockey, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great series. You had Tampa and six, correct? Yeah, Tampa and six. I think... I think game one tonight is the most pivotal game in the entire series. Like, for Colorado, you have 11 days off, and, you know, they're going to be rusty. I think Tampa needs to take advantage before they start getting hot again. Like, in the Rangers series, Tampa was rusty, but you could tell by game five and six that those, that break really helped. Like, we were out-muscling them, out-working them. So if you can steal one before they always get hot, like, that's huge. Plus, like, Kemper's in tonight. If we win this, they start having those doubts. They might flip-flop their goalies. I know Evan hates when they do that. But yeah, we talked just, about that a lot last episode. Yeah, just to get in their head, if, maybe make a switch there. I think that's huge. But, if I mean, if Colorado wins this first one at home, I think that they might just steamroll. They are such a heavy favorite right now. They're so good. I had them in six. I Let me see if I can find – no, I'm not going to be able to find those texts. But I think I had Colorado winning tonight. Yeah, I had, I had them winning two and five, and I had Tampa winning the other ones. So we'll see. Hopefully Tampa wins it. But I think tonight will be big. I think need to win this one. At least come away with a one win. You don't want to leave Colorado down 2-0. Um, but, I mean, Colorado, they're so good. They're so fun to watch, which is why I'm so excited. Like, I feel like I was listening to the, the pod uh, you guys did last week where you guys saying the playoffs have been pretty boring. And it's like, this this series will make me excited again. Like the the Rangers series was really good, but outside of that, I mean, Colorado's been sweeping everyone. The Oilers were sweeping everyone, so I'm excited for a good. Even yeah. if you know it's a five game series, I hope all five games are close. I agree. I want to see some overtime. I want to see some you know empty net goals. Like, and I think we will. I think if if Vazzy can play like playoff Vazzy and keep you know McCarr and McKinnon at bay, I think we're gonna get some close games. So that should be good. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really fun series. You want to get into the lineup card? Yeah, I, I took one look at it. It looked fun, but I have not uh, prepared any answers. So Me neither. I just made it 10 minutes ago. <laughs> um, first question, we never really talk about golf, but obviously the LIV versus PGA debate has been heavily in the news, especially on my Twitter feed. I have a ton of fucking golf guys on my Twitter. Um so for the viewers who don't really know, LIV is this new tour. It's kind of an international thing that's been backed by Saudi Arabia and a lot of rich dudes there. Um, a lot of scrutiny to players who have been going over to the tour, saying like they're condoning or not condoning the Saudi actions, like human rights violations, all that kind of shit. Um, but money-wise, like, Dustin Johnson, 
former number one in the world, $150 million to go play. Phil Mickelson, $200 million. Bryson got over 100 all guaranteed. So it's a, a ton of cash flying around. I mean, even there's, I think there's 48 guys they have out there. Even last place makes like 250 grand, which is just fucking insane. Um, yeah. So I guess what are your thoughts on like whether, so the PGA, to explain further, the PGA is like, if you leave, you can't come play on our tour, like you're done. So these guys have basically left the league that built them to go chase the money. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I think I'm a, I'm a little disappointed, right? I feel like it's like if a bunch of NFL studs went and made their own like XFL, like the XFL league. So it's it's a little weird that they have two two tours now that are going to be so prominent. But I mean. The general reactions from what I read out of the LAV's first event seem pretty positive. I think all the golfers starting at the same time, I think is a good idea just to cut down on TV time. I think it's, I feel like watching like PGA events, it's like a, a whole day affair. So for people who can't go do that, I think maybe the LAV is, is good just to be able to watch. Although you are going to miss out on a lot of golf, I think having all the players play at the same time, but I don't know. I was kind of disappointed. I feel like what the PGA is doing is, Threatening them is, I think, is a smart move. I, I mean, I wish they all stayed and made it really competitive because I feel like it ruins the competitiveness and all these good players going to play elsewhere. It's like the PGA yeah. doesn't have, you know, DJ anymore. Like he's a stud. All these guys. So I don't know. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I agree. I think DJ was definitely the biggest name to leave. I was very, very surprised at that. But also, like last weekend, final pairing was Rory. Justin Thomas and Tony Finau, three of the best golfers in the world. So I think the PGA and those guys have done a really good job at answering the call, so to speak. Um, there's definitely going to be a rivalry brewing. I'm kind of interested to see how the Ryder Cup plays out, if those guys are able to play for their countries. Like if DJ can't play for USA, what's that going to look like? Or if he does, what's, that gonna, like, what's the team dynamic going to look like? Are those guys going to be resentful towards him? Are they going to be buddies? Because um, obviously, like, these guys are, for the most part, friends out there. They spend so much time together. They play a ton of golf together. And they're always competing against each other. So it's like you respect him maybe on the course, but off the course not so much. I think it adds an interesting dynamic to things like that. The Olympics is another thing every four years, whether or not these guys will be going. Um representing their countries so no i know i love the Ryder cup too i'll, I'll even watch i don't watch a lot of golf but i'll watch the Ryder cup because i think it's pretty cool i wonder Ryder you know is it, awesome yeah i wonder if they'll end up a couple years down the road if if the liv stays you know successful they'll do like a like a, a death match kind of thing get the best again tour piece. against tour yeah that'd be pretty dope i'd watch that that would be pretty awesome did you see um LIV, so LIV is based just 54. That's in Roman numerals because um, they only play 54 holes instead of 72. Mm -hmm. um, but they're going to offer or going to pay out $54 million to anyone who's able to shoot a 54, <laughs> which is insane. That's 18 under on a, on a normal 70, par 72 course. But 
could you imagine like you just had the best round of your life and you're just going to pocket $54 million? That's insane. I mean, that's got to be part of the draw though. Get people away from PGA. All that I guess. Money. I mean, it's so much money. I think the purse was $250 million combined for the first eight events. Yeah, that's nuts. It's fucking absurd. Yeah, that's wild. Moving on, our second question. Uh, are the Vegas Golden Knights going to be a contender with Bruce Cassidy as their new head coach? <sighs> That's tough. Because, like, yeah, short answer, yeah, because Cassidy, I think Cassidy's a phenomenal coach. Um, and you guys touched on it last pod after aspiring. I think he's a great coach, and I think he'll get them, you know, turned around. But I feel like the front office kind of mortgaged away their entire future last year to go for the Cup. And they didn't even make the playoffs. Um, and it's kind of put them in a spot where they're kind of fucked for the next couple of years. Unless, you know, Eichel turns into a superstar and all these guys get healthy. So, yeah, I think he has the capability to turn them into a contending team. Because I think that's the kind of coach he is. He's very good at uh, getting the defense on track. Um, but it's going to be tough with the position the front office put him in. I agree. I also think, like... We talked about this a little bit in the text thread yesterday. But I think Vegas, realistically, like if they were healthy, a full season of Eichel when they got him, Mark Stone missed like 50 games, um, Petrangelo missed time, Leonard missed time, a ton of guys missed time for them, a ton of big names, important players to that team. I think realistically, if they were healthy, there's a good chance that they were a contender this year. So I don't think it's crazy to say yes. Um, but I am curious to see how Cassidy coaches in the Western Conference because I feel like in the Eastern Conference, the game is very different. It's a lot slower. It's still very physical. It's very defensive-oriented, but in the West, it's very offensive, especially in a division with McDavid. you got Vancouver, all those young guns. Um, L.A. is up and coming, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. No, that's a really good point. I mean, I feel like a lot of the teams in the West rely on that star power. You know, McDavid, McKinnon, those guys, even Calgary to an extent. I think, you know, like Boston, Islanders, very methodical in the way they play. It's it's definitely going to be different playing those West Coast teams more often. So that's, that's actually a really good point. I'm curious. I'm sad. I was hoping he would go to Dallas, but based on what I've read, they're kind of waiting. I know a lot of coaching candidates are waiting to see the, the future of their GM, what's going on with him before they sign. Yeah, I totally forgot about Calgary, too. That top line. Growth. With, yeah. if, they, if they keep Goudreau, too. All right, so what do you, do you think he stays? Well, there were reports that he was going to stay, and I, the agent today shut it down and was like, no, nah, nothing's happened. I feel like you've got to keep him, but then you're going to have to sacrifice, like, I think Mangiapiani's RFA, a couple other guys, too. So I don't know. I mean, I think he's worth it to keep. But I can understand him going elsewhere. But what I think they think have a root. Money wise, he falls. Ooh, um, gotta be around like, like nine mil, ish? right? Eight yeah, eight nine? yeah, I think he's probably gonna command nine. I think eight or nine would probably be a good ballpark, and I think they would probably give it to him. I think yeah. Calgary's a good team, you know. They're contenders. Yeah, I don't know what they're financial situation even looks like whether or not they have a ton of money uh, kachuk's making what seven 
I think Lindholm is five or six. Hannafin's four. Markstrom's like six. So they have some money tied up already. But that defense, of course, is pretty young. I don't think they're paying anyone a crazy amount of money. So I'd be interested yeah. to see if they even can afford to pay Goudreau something like that and still be able to field a contending team. Yeah, I mean, Tuchuk's an RFA this year, so he's going to be – his qualifying offer, I think, will be like Six seven, or seven. Setting seven mil, uh, which I assume they would offer him. Other than that, I mean, nothing really. Like Brett Ritchie, Yarn Croak, guys they could part with, but I don't know where their cap space is listed. So I think they'd probably have to part with some some good role players, but I think they could probably make it work. Question number three. Is Rob Ref Snyder a real solution for the Red Sox? Um, only reason I included this question, I went to the game last night. Um, Sox bats looked really good. Ref Snyder led off. I think he went three for five with a walk. Um, his one, the second out, or his last out, I guess, was a fucking shot to center that Loriano made a really good play on. Um, but he hit the ball really hard. It's hitting like 400, only, you know, six or seven games so far. But he's looked good. He's played a great defensive center field, made a great catch in Seattle the other night, had a great catch in the triangle last night. You think there's a chance he sticks around and kind of anchors the top of that lineup? I, well, I think he's an upgrade over Jackie, that's for sure. Um I don't think he's, you know, everyone's replacement for Hunter Renfro. I don't think anyone can replace what he did last year. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, you stick him in right field, Kike in center, Verdugo on left. I think that's way more formidable than throwing Jackie and his terrible bat out there. So, I mean, I guess it ha- depends on what happens at the deadline. Maybe they make a move for an outfielder, and Ref Snyder kind of becomes like this utility guy, which I think would probably suit him well. I think that would be a useful role for him. But for now, yeah, I think you ride him while he's hot good defensively, uh, lead him off. We've been looking for that leadoff hitter for a while now. So, yeah, why not? I'd try him. I agree. He looked really good last night. Sox in general looked good last night. I mean, you can just feel the energy in the stadium when guys get on and then it comes to Devers and Bogarts and Martinez. Like, everybody's just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Pavetta is hot, too. Eight more innings last yeah. night, right? Yeah. Yeah, he pitched great last night. Gave up the home run in uh, the top of the eighth, I believe. But outside of that, really looked phenomenal. And they need it with Sale and Paxton coming hopefully soon. I thought it was also interesting. I think he only had three or four punch outs. Like, everything was soft contact, easy outs, um, which is not really the way the game has trended anymore. But I think it's nice to see, like, you don't need to have that overpowering, gross stuff with the hundred mile per hour fastball to win games in the MLB. Like you can still get outs and be efficient. No, hundred percent. You need pitchers like that and irritation. You can't just rely on the the strikeout. Question number four: Out of the Twins, Mets, Cardinals, Dodgers, Yankees, and Astros, who is most likely to lose first place in their division? Twins, Mets, Dodgers. Um. Probably the Twins, although they've been they've been phenomenal. I just I still believe in the White Sox, even though they're playing so poorly right now. Like 
really concerning the way they're playing. It's not even like, a, oh, they'll just turn it around. Like, they're actually playing really poorly. Um, but I have faith that eventually, you know, things will even out. I think the other answer, I guess, would be the Cardinals if they cool off. Because um, I, I still think the Brewers are a really good team. But I feel like we're only like a third of the way through the season, and the other four are almost like locks, unless the Braves start to get going ridiculous there. So it's kind of wild that I feel like it's like the, the Eastern Conference in hockey where like the teams were already decided like three weeks in almost. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I agree with you. Twins. I mean, Lance Lynn just came back, so hopefully he rounds into shape in the coming weeks for the White Sox. But I agree, like, maybe the Mets, if the Braves continue this. But again, like, the Braves won 13 games in a row, and they're still like four, five games back of the Mets. So the Mets have been keeping pace. Um, I think the Dodgers right now, they're only a half a game above the Padres. That could be similar to last year where it was Giants-Dodgers back and forth all year. Maybe the Padres pull out in front of them to end the season, but Yankees, no. Astros, no. I don't think the Brewers, unless their pitching can get healthy and Woodruff can, Woodruff can get right, I don't think the Cardinals lose that division. I like your, your hockey comparison. I think it is almost set, not set in stone, but very close to it. I saw that you sent Manny quote the other day where he's, he was shit talking the Dodgers, saying that they're tied and Tatis isn't even back yet. So they're pretty <laughs> confident over there. I don't blame them. If Tatis gets hot when he gets back, like yeah, they're already that close. I could see it. Yeah, their their pitching staff is phenomenal. I and mean, I talked about them last week. Yeah. Uh, question number five: The Royals currently have twenty wins. Uh, only team to not have more than twenty-one wins. Who's Oakland? What's gone wrong for them this year? Um, let's see. Let me pull up their stats. I know the pitching probably has not been very good. Be my guess. I think you have Granky holding down that staff. So yeah, I think the Bobby Witt experiment. He's hitting two forty one. It's not bad. Merrifield obviously has been struggling all year. He's barely above two twenty, and I think it was unreasonable to expect Perez to repeat what he did last year with all those home runs. So I think that's part of it. Looking at the pitching. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like where's the ERA? They don't have a guy in their bull, or in their rotation with an ERA under four. So that'd be a problem. Granky's been awful. Yep. Keller's been okay. Other than that though, like no. Singer's been decent. I have him on my fantasy team. Yeah, he's been, yeah. He has the best ERA on their rotation as of right now. But, I mean, like, Barlow and Stalmont is a pretty good back end, but I feel like it never gets to them. I do like those two. I don't think it really ever gets to them because they're always losing. But, yeah, yeah, they've been good. But that's tough for them. I thought maybe they'd take a step forward this year, but, man, shit. They need pitching badly. Speaking of back end, uh, Corey Knievel, Philly's closer, just lost his job. That sucks. That's my really? only avenue of saves. <laughs> yeah. Did he pitch today? or No, he pitched yesterday, and he threw four strikes and 16 pitches and blew the save to the Oh, I saw, <laughs> I saw I blew the save. So who is the, uh, who's the guy there now? I would guess Sir Anthony Dominguez or Brad Hand. 
I saw Evan picked up Dominguez yesterday. I was like, yeah. Doesn't have enough closer. Uh, Dominguez has been closer. pretty good. I mean, we can. Well, Gallegos is still available. He got a save the other day. Um, let's see. Tanner Rainey is always there. <laughs> yeah, fuck Tanner Rainey. I had him for a little bit this year. He's ass. Yeah, Castillo has been pretty hot for the Mariners. I think he's gone like 16 innings without a run, so he might be might pick up a couple. But I don't know. It's still um, against. Cool little stat here: Houston becomes first team in the MLB history to throw two immaculate innings in one game. Oh, well, I saw Garcia got one in the second. Phil Matone just had the second. Wow. That's cool. It is pretty cool. Well, that means yeah, my team's in 0 for 10 today. <laughs> a couple Rangers. Yeah, 1 for 12. Ugh. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I guess to an- my answer to the Royals uh, is more what, what's gone right for them this year. Really nothing. <laughs> Uh, no standout in the lineup, no standout in the rotation. Although I did think they'd be a little more competitive than 21 games under 500. Yeah, for sure. Question number six. Um, what do you make of new wide receivers saying they're new QBs? Um, so I'm referencing Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, talking about Tua Tagovailoa and Derek Carr are just as good as their old ones, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's just bullshit, right? It's, I mean, it's all for for media. I mean, in, in what world is Tua more accurate than Patrick Mahomes? So, I mean, that yeah, was, that was maybe the funniest clip I've ever seen. It's like in what what world? And I mean, and Adams and Rodgers are buddies, so you know the only reason he's saying that shit is for the media because Carr is nowhere near Rodgers. I, it's a closer than the Tua to Mahomes comparison, but like even still, I mean, it's just for media. I, they got to do what they got to do to support their guys because they know they just went to a worse situation. I hate the fact that the the media plays it up so much. Like, oh, look at this. Like, yeah, uh, obviously they're fucking saying that. You want them to come out and say, yeah, I miss Aaron Rodgers. He's way better than Derek Carr. Oh, I know, right? It's like. <laughs> Great throw, Tua. Puts Mahomes to shame. Yeah. (laughs) Question number seven. Biggest X factor for the Stanley Cup series? It's got to be McCarr, right? I mean, if he gets going, there's no stopping them. It's actually crazy. I mean, I know you guys talked about it the other day. The amount of points he has or whatever is ridiculous. Um, What's even crazier, though, I saw a graphic the other day that that the two highest scoring players in the playoffs are still McDavid and Drysaddle by a wide margin. I think Kucherov, I think, needs like nine more points to catch him, which is ridiculous. They only played eight games or eight or two series yeah. or three. Like that's a nuts. But I think I think it's McCarr. I think if he gets going, I don't know if Tampa really has an answer for a defenseman of that caliber. But we'll see. I'm gonna go with Braden Point. If yeah. he plays, I think it's an entirely different series. Then all of a sudden, Tampa's second line. Is Kadri out? I don't know. I think he's out, at least for the first game. I don't know. Because I, I would say, like, if Kadri plays, that second line is better than anything Tampa would have on their second line. But if Point plays, 
I think it's a pretty even match between those two lines. Obviously, yeah. in the playoffs, you see the matchup game way more than in the regular season. So I think that those kind of players really make a big difference in terms of like, oh, like, here's Kadri, let me throw a point out. And if you don't have that, I think Tampa's at a big disadvantage. No, I agree. He was on the the first power play unit in practice today, so I'm hopeful you know he's back playing you know that bumper role. Mm-hmm. But you're right, the matchup the matchup game in the playoffs is so interesting to watch. You know the the Sorelli line, the numbers that they put up against like Matthews and the Zibanejad line are ridiculous. I think he gave up like two goals all series when they're on the ice together. So that that'll be the counter for the McKinnon line, but. It's fun. It's like a chess game. It's fun to watch. That's why the playoffs yeah, are... Yeah, it is fun to watch. Hockey playoffs are better than any other playoffs, in my opinion. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Question number eight. What is your least favorite thing about the summer? So, a little off sports here. Um, honestly, the weather. It's too hot. <laughs> like... I'm a big fall guy. I like when it's like 65 with the breeze. Like this shit out here, it's like it's like 80 out. We got to go play a frisbee tournament later for intramurals. Like we're gonna be dying. I don't. I don't want any part of that. I agree. The heat is awful, um, but more specifically, humid heat. When it's yeah. like 80 degrees, but it feels like 92 because the air is so sticky and heavy. It's the fucking worst. No, I know. I, wa- I watch your, your clips of the mini ball league, and I'm like, these fucking guys are probably dying. <laughs> Bro, that was a Saturday morning at, like, 9 a.m. It was, like, 70, but felt like 82 because it was so humid. It was so uncomfortably warm. Yeah, that's gross. Lastly, does Brittany Griner ever leave Russia? I don't know. I saw her stay just got extended. I feel like... What is, all right, what are they keeping her there for? I don't even know, to be honest. She got arrested um, for having, like, marijuana in her bag. And they won't release her? Come on. What? It's been over 120 days. I, I saw that headline that she was staying longer, so I figured that would be an interesting question. Well, how is she not free already? She has some marijuana in her bag. Like... Apparently marijuana is a capital crime in Russia. Oh, but you would think we'd be able to transport her back to the States. Well, from what I've heard is like Putin's like, yeah, if you stop helping Ukraine, we'll send her back and find that. Like, <laughs> no, she ain't that important. No, I don't, I don't blame him. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know. I feel like we have to get her back eventually, right? I mean, do we? Like, how valuable really is she to society? She's on the, uh, the, broad, the halftime show for whatever channel that is. What? She does, uh, I feel like she's part of TNT in some capacity. They bring her on occasionally. Isn't that fucking nuts that, like, just because she's the only woman who can dunk, she's, like, a fucking national figure? Or is that Candace Parker? Who's the retired? Is Brittany Griner retired? Candace Parker. Yeah, Candace Parker goes on the, the halftime show a lot. Well, she's a baller. She was nasty. She was. And Griner was pretty nasty. Oh, it's just, in maybe that's college, just, for sure. I don't think she was that good in the WNBA. I mean, it's because she could dunk. I saw a lot of clips of her. Yeah, I don't know. One day. Oh, I had. Some, I wanted to talk about this. So, when was the last time you went to the Sox? 
One of the socks. Probably, well, actually, I'm going on Friday. I think I went a couple weeks ago. Did you get anything to eat? I got cotton candy. I got, oh, no, I got a hot dog. It's pretty good. Did you get ketchup? Dude, it's organic and shit. It's yeah. gross. <laughs> it's veggie ketchup, bro. It's the nastiest <laughs> shit in the world. It's so bad. I forgot about that. I went last night and I got chicken fingers and fries. I had dinner. I go to the pump. I'm just pumping this thing because I thought it was fucking normal ketchup. I sat down to eat. I was like, what the fuck is this? And and my girlfriend had gotten a hot dog. So I grabbed her a couple packets. And I look at it. It's 100% organic, vegetable-made ketchup. No sugar, no nothing. It's fucking garbage. And that's all they have there. I couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> I, I know. How much money did Fenway Park take from this company to stop using Heinz ketchup? I have no idea, but it's everything too. It's the mustard, like all that yep. shit. It's the, it's the same brand. It's gross, and it's so like liquidy when you treat it in. It's disgusting. Yeah. I, I my mind was fucking blown. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that they didn't. You know, that's fine if you're going to offer the vegetable ketchup, but give me the normal alternative, please. <laughs> oh, I forgot they did that. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it was fucking disgusting. I couldn't believe it, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I wanted to bring that up, but that's all I have for the pod. Yeah, holy shit. Good way to end it. Yeah, good pod, Newman. Yeah. Back on. You have to end the recording. I know. Thanks for listening, everyone. Adios. See you next week. Put your tears away In the fear today Drive off towards that summertime sunset The sweat you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts